Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 32, Season 3 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Even Richie, uh, well, the NRL's all done and dusted with two entertaining finals on Sunday. Firstly, how was your weekend? And secondly, what did you think of the weekend of the NRL? Weekend was very good, mate. I was on call for work, so just a lot of driving. How was your weekend? It was good? Yeah, it was good. Um, no no work for me, so I just watched footy. Yeah, that sounds better. Um, yeah, it was a couple of, couple of good finals, mate. One I thought was pretty predictable in particular the 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 men's one but hey it is what it is Panthers yeah. go back to back definitely yeah I, I think to be fair um both uh the men and the women's finals were were reasonably predictable um mm. but yeah entertaining nonetheless and um while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m you can also catch our show via the podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio as always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of the grand finals and our picks. Uh, we'll then answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we have for each other. Uh, we will then discuss the going-ons um, from overseas in the World Cup before ending the night with a preview of our annual awards show next week. Uh, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight into the top stories, Richie. Let's go, mate. All right, first up, we, uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, the Panthers um, created history by winning the NRL Grand Final, the New South Wales Cup, Jersey Flag, and SG Ball um, all in the same season. Um, the depth they have is crazy. It's um, It should see them stay a powerhouse for some time. What, what's your thoughts on the effort of basically dominating every competition there is? Yeah, remarkable. It's... It's unheard of um, to achieve that. So, pretty amazing feat accomplished by the Panthers organization, and hard to hard to see that being equaled anytime soon. Um, yeah, and like you say, I think they're set up for a for a bit of a dynasty. 
Yeah, it's it's a fantastic setup they've got, and it didn't happen overnight. It's been a very long process, and um, so we could potentially see it happen at other clubs, but if they decide to start working on it now and emulating that same model, we won't see this type of level from any other club for at least another four or five years. But um, they've kind of bottled success right now with how to do it properly, um, developing your youth, um seems like a very straightforward approach and very simple but not a lot of teams do it so it's very clear to see um that it works if you do it right so um fingers crossed a few other teams emulate it um because worst case scenario or best case scenario is it's just going to have more talented um players around that Mm. can go to clubs um because you know every club's going to be looking at this panthers um, development pool and trying to pick all the players they can out of it. Um, next bit of news, um, Paul probably jump in at some point with this because it's rugby union related, but there's been lots of swirling rumours about Roger Tuovasa-Shek um, throwing away the black jersey and um, coming back to the NRL. And he's actually come out and addressed it now and said... Um, the rumours aren't true. He's got no intentions of um, leaving his contract early and joining the Roosters. Um, I've said it a lot on the show that I th- believe he will be getting back in the NRL after the Rugby Union World Cup. But what's your take first on the rumours of him going back to the Roosters, which makes no sense to me. Um, but do you see him um, going against that word and jumping ship and coming back to the NRL early? No, I don't see that happening, mate. Especially not to the Roosters. Just look at the look at their depth in their outside backs at the Roosters already. It's it's pretty crazy what they've got there. The um, James Tedesco's, Daniel Tupos, Joseph Suali'i. So um, yeah, it's it's crazy the depth they have in their outside backs. I don't, I don't see a place for Roger really, um, and he's gone over to Union. Uh, to to f- to fulfill a contract, I don't see Rogers the type of guy to. Well, he he did. Can't say that he already did. I it. can't. I can't. <laughs> but but um, I don't you see say, him as the type of guy to do it twice in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's not the type of guy to break two contracts in a row. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, and Jacko, even Jacko, and see Simon's here too. Um, yeah, Jacko said RTS has said he's not returning the NRL anytime soon. Yeah, his contract's up with Union um, after the World Cup, and they'll be open. And um, if they, if he's in the World Cup side, uh, an All Black side that manages the winner World Cup, what else is there really for him to do there? Because um, you know he will make more money in the NRL. But um, Paul, you're you're the Union tragic here. So what's your take on it? Well, my take is that um, he'll make more money in Japan or France playing union. Yeah. So uh, I, I can see him heading over there for a year or two uh, and uh, trying his hand at one, one of those markets. To be honest, I, I, mean, I don't know how much of uh, how, whether he wants or him and his family want to travel or whether he wants to stick around in this part of the world. But if he wants to travel, then he's not going to get, he's not going to, let's go, he's not going to go to Super League, is he? Uh, in the no. UK. So his only way of traveling with this kind of work is to go play in Japan or France, or potentially the UK, but really Japan or France, uh, playing rugby union. So I think that's what he might do. Hmm. Yeah, but um, it's... Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Um, we just have to wait and see what happens. It's a long way away, but I um, thought we'd better mention it. Um, and um, next bit of news has a bit of um, to and fro here. There was a lot of talk about the um, a lot of people wanting the NRL Grand Final to be moved to an earlier time slot rather than the um, eight eight p.m. I think it's eight. Is it seven or eight in Australia? It's like nine thirty in New Zealand. Um, mm. Uh, a lot of people want like an afternoon game where you can watch it and it's not too late. You can celebrate afterwards or you can still get a decent night's sleep before you go to work the next day. Um, Peter Vlandes has come out and said no. Um, he said the nighttime grand final will stay as it's the best time to promote the game as more people watch sport at night. However, this year's grand final was the lowest rated um, of all time with only 1.6 million viewers. Um, we talked a little bit before we went on air. I said, I understand the the time. It's a pain in the ass as a New Zealander here um, with the time. Um, I don't think that was the issue for the low views. I, I believe it was just due to the fact that everyone um, rightly assumed that the Panthers were going to win quite handedly. So I called it, before we went on air, I called it the all-black effect where you go into a match knowing that like the All Blacks are going to win easily, so you don't bother watching. Um, I think it could be a bit of that. If you're not a Panthers or Eels fan, you kind of know it's a one-sided contest. You'll just see what the score is later. But what's your thoughts on it, Richie? I'd love to see afternoon grand finals again, but I also would love to see... Um, Tina Turner singing before the final and and shoulder charges and, and punch ups every five minutes. So I'm probably the wrong guy to ask because I'm stuck in the early nineties. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's it's here to say. And basically, what um, what Fox says goes um, because I know we talked about um, the NRL wanted to change the Friday night games. They've been told they're not allowed. And they've said, okay, sir. And um, so what they say goes, if they want to move the grand final to a different slot, that's what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be the the same time slot for, for a long time to come anyway. Um, we'll go in the next bit. It was interesting. I don't really know what to make of it, but it came out this week that the NRL is no longer allowing competitive games in junior rugby league. In Australia, at least, I don't know if it's transferring to here. Um, until the age of 13. That means that you cannot win or lose games until the age of 13. Um, they've also banned tackling until midway through under sevens. Uh, what's your take on um, what's your take on that? Tackling, it's the tackling one's not so much of a surprise to me because yeah. it's similar rugby union over here. I, they play ripper rugby up until under eights and then I think under eight scrolls around and they each team has to do a little tackling toolbox before the season to learn the correct tackling techniques and, and whatnot. So um, that's probably just a safety thing for, for the kids. Um, not allowing wins or losses up until 13 is a bit weird for me though. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't mind the tackling one. Um, I think it makes sense. Um, wait till a little bit older so you can teach them the proper technique. Um, and they'll actually understand and listen. Um, but, yeah, the not allowing wins or losses I find a bit weird. 
um i don't get it myself mm. paul paul understand he's a union person so in union there are no winners or losers they're just all losers generally so oh oh the game the game's the winner the game's the winner well. <laughs> the um now look at so, uh, on the tackling one i, I was uh, talking to a coach who uh teaches coaches uh, american football a couple of years back and one of his things was allow the kids to tackle when they're young because they basically don't have the strength or coordination to do any real damage, but they mm. learn how to fall and how to go with a tackle. Uh, and then when they're old enough, that means by the time they are old enough to tackle properly and to potentially do damage, they've already learned how to fall and how to take contact. Uh, so I'm, I, again, that's from a, from a coach. I'm, I don't know what about the scientific uh, kind of research into this, but I, I, I kind of um, found that to be a, uh, kind of like that approach where, yeah, whilst kids are, aren't, yeah, aren't going to hurt each other too much, why not let them get used to the rough and tumble side of them? Yeah, I can see yeah. that side of the coin as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, Mark Roberts said uh, it's PC rubbish gone mad to stop kids from winning and losing. Yeah, I just don't understand the thought process behind it or what what it actually does. Like having a game and saying, "I oh, no one won or lost." I don't understand the the end game to that. Uh, I can well one one of the complaints in Union has been the kind of professionalisation of first fifteen rugby uh, by putting it on TV, and so I guess from that point of view, you've taken the fun away from it and making it about making it sort of too professional and too much about winning and losing. Uh, it's it's not you, it's not meant to be fun, Paul. It's, it's oh, meant sorry, to be about sorry. winning or losing. It, oh yes, absolutely. I, I've, I've forgotten all about that, Brad. Um, but for you, it's <laughs> it's not about winning and losing on the scoreboard, is it? It's about winning and losing. How many players left on the pitch um, fit? Exactly. It's who's left standing. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, that's it's official. That's what's going to happen. So I just thought it'd be an interesting point to put on here. Um, we'll go into the next bit. Um, Cowboy um, Hamiso Tabafidal, the hammer, is rumoured to have signed a three-year deal with the Dolphins. It sounds like it's signed, sealed and delivered. There's just been no official announcement from the Dolphins. It sounds like it's all... Sorry, you said, pending. you said hammer from Ruin Hammer. It's off to the Dolphins. No, no, this is the fast hammer. No, no offense, <laughs> Mark. Um, yeah, it's um, basically it sounds like it's pending. Cowboys actually releasing him, but it sounds like it's it's all um, set to go ahead. Um, another 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 signing for the Dolphins. Um, they're still not getting the one that they want. But they've got a they've got a, a fullback now. Apparently, that's why he's been signed to be fullback. Um, I don't know if that means Jermaine Asako is going to move to a wing or what have you. But um, yeah, what's your take on this signing? If he's signed as a fullback, I'm not sure. I'm not completely sold on Tabuai Fado as a fullback. To be honest, uh, I think I think he can actually he can definitely do a job there. Um, I don't. If you're looking at the other fullbacks around the competition, I don't think I'd throw him in my top five or anything like that. I mean, he fell. Uh, well, behind, he, he he lost that spot at the Cowboys. Exactly. Yeah. He fell behind Drinkwater this year and never looked like getting it back. I think he's talented, extremely fast. Um, definitely would be decent in the centres or on a on a wing, but yeah, but. The, the Dolphins need some backs, so um, I think until they pull off that monster signing, 
um, that's a handy one to pick up anyway, the hammer. Yeah, definitely. And Jacko said that um, Bennett, Wayne Bennett would be great for the hammer. Um, and the cows are mad for letting him go. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with both. I think the Cowboys, it would be handy to still have him there. Um, you know, I maybe not as fullback, um, but he's got speed. Now he'd be very handy for them um, in the back line. But yeah, Wayne Bennett will will do wonders for him. But um, Simon also, um, as I mentioned, a question, which is my next bit of news about the Dolphins, their jersey. Um, I've got Paul to, I've sent Paul the, the image of the beautiful jersey. There it is. Um, it hasn't been well received, it's probably fair to say. <laughs> Um, I'll let you comment on it because I'm currently sitting here with a picnic blanket behind me that I love. Yeah. So I don't know if my opinion on the jersey would have any merit. So what is your take on this uh, abomination they call a jersey? Yeah, it's not the nicest, is it? It's a bit of no. an eyesore. I read somewhere on Facebook, someone said it looks like a vanilla Coke bottle. Um, yeah. I can see that, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be rushing to the store to buy it. <laughs> no. Um I think it's a lot of people, the biggest issue with it is that that vanilla cream color on the bottom of it. It just seems to throw it off. If that was white, I think it would be better. I know yeah. a lot of people were talking about them, you know, clashing with with the dragons. But I think if you had it like that, um, with just the red, one big part of red and one big part of white, it, it might be okay. And I think their away strip is black and red. So when you're playing the Dragons, you could just wear your away strip in the black. Um, mm. It'd be fine. But, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the cream. Uh, it's a no from me. <laughs> How about the Dolphins or the Kings? I know yeah, the Kings. It's, it's that's the other thing, too. I, I, people are going to think they're, think they're the Kings, apart from the little dolphin on the chest. But I mean, it doesn't even yeah. say dolphin underneath dolphin, does it? I mean, it's, it's just a – yeah. You know what a you, you, there's a picture of a dolphin though. Come on, you you know what a dolphin is, right? Um, okay, but no, <laughs> that is yeah, one of the worst jerseys I've ever seen for a sports team. It's appalling. Yeah, and I see Jacko says, "Who cares about jerseys?" Fans going on about them, but just go out and win, and then the sales will be great. To be honest, I think if the Dolphins won every game um, next year, I still wouldn't want to go out and buy that. Um, I would probably buy the the away strip, the black and red one. Yeah. Um, we're Warriors. Yes. We're Warriors fans. We're all about the jerseys. Yeah, it's, it's all we have. Um, and Simon's also said um, the Kings well, could actually be a great name. Yeah. yeah. Um, Simon said the Kings would actually be a great name for a sports team. Yeah. Um, that would have, yeah, it would be better than being the Dolphins. Uh, just call them the Kings. Um, and then you could change the color scheme. But, um, yeah. yeah. Who buys opponents? Usually? That's true, Jacko. Um, I think the closest I got was buying a Cowboys one when they did the Marvel themes, and the Cowboys one was a Thor one. That was that was the closest um, I got. How, how dare you! It was people probably looking at my the backdrop of my my <laughs> But um, yeah, so I'm sure we'll see more um, feedback on the jersey. Um, it, they've already done the press release, so this is how it's going to be. I don't see them making a change. Um, 
at least not after the uh, until the next time they they release jerseys they might do a new jersey every year you never know um but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens there but we'll go on to some signing news richie um yep. warriors have signed um dragon jackson ford on a two-year deal and they've also released um aaron penny um first what's your take on the um signing of jackson ford and the release of penny um you'd be stoked brad we've sealed a signed and sealed a dragon um, a dragon yeah yeah your favorite team um yeah i i haven't really paid too much attention to jackson ford to to sort of form an opinion on what he might do for us but now that he's coming obviously i'll i'll pay a lot more attention to him but um yeah, adds a bit of depth to our pack. And Aaron leaving, it's a shame. I would have liked to have seen uh, what he could do second year round. Uh, obviously, he didn't really hit great heights this year, but not to be. Back to back to Melbourne, the word is, I believe. Yeah, rumours seem to be he's going back to Melbourne. Um, yeah, and Jacko said he was disappointing. Um, he didn't deliver much. Yeah, I don't think he, he delivered what a lot of us expected. We'll see when we do our show next week and we go over our preseason predictions. I had him as signing of the year. I, I definitely lost that one to you um, because you, you picked the Dell M as your signing, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing, but... Um, it, I suppose with the penny thing, it all depends on who they bring in to take that slot. Um, I know I've heard rumours that there's another dragon potentially. Mm. I don't know how to take that because at the moment everyone does the, this person is now following the Warriors on Instagram, so it means he signed. Um, I I guess it could have that effect or he might just like the Warriors. I don't know. Um, time will tell. We'll probably have um, news on it next week if it, if it is going to happen, we'll probably hear about it very soon. But, um, yeah, good luck to, to Aaron and um, good to have another forward um, in the depth with uh, Jackson Ford. So um, he's not a dragon anymore, so I'm allowed to like him. So we'll see what <laughs> happens. Um, but more, we've got James Tamo. We talked about it. He finished up with the Tigers and hadn't officially retired there were still talks that he might want to have another run around. There are talks um, that he is going to join the Cowboys on a one-year deal. What's your take on James Tamo going back to the Cowboys? I, I think he, he'll be fine. He still looks like he's – he might not be the force he was, you know, five or six years ago when he was still making New South Wales rep teams, but I think he's still got a bit of juice in the tank and – He's a bit unlucky to be playing where he was this year, <laughs> but I think under Todd Toddy Payton, he might he might slot into a prop rotation quite nicely. Yeah, and um, yeah, Jacko said Murchie's leaving as well. Yeah, Murchie's already gone. Um, they yeah. haven't announced anything yet in terms of where he's going, but it sounds like he's going to go to the Dragons. Um, there's just been no official word, but he has officially left the Warriors camp. Um, and last bit of news before we get into the Dallyms, um, Richie. Josh Curran um, has been in an altercation at a nightclub um, that resulted in the assault of a teenager. Um, no further details have developed as of yet and been released, but the Warriors have confirmed um, that they've notified the integrity unit and um, we'll just go with whatever happens there. Um, bit of a surprising 
think it seems out of character um if what they've said is um what's happened um but what, what's your take on the current news um we'll obviously have more next week to talk about it but i thought mm. we might as well mention it now since everyone's talking about it yeah like you i think it seems a bit out of character but also a little disappointing uh current obviously one of our one of our better forwards and and um someone that Warriors fans have really taken a liking to for the past couple of years. So after a pretty big year uh, individually, it's disappointing that it that it would finish this way. And yeah, hopefully, it'll, hopefully in the wash up, it's nothing too bad. But I think from from what I understand, he's made a sixteen year old lose lose a few teeth. So doesn't sound too flash either. Oh, he's Australian. He probably didn't have the teeth to begin with, but um, I yeah. And Simon said um, the teenager was probably uh, the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, I'm, probably. Uh, no defense for whatever. Like if no. what happened happened, it, it's not exposed. But yeah, Jacko's just said what I was about to say. Um, what's a supposed sixteen-year-old doing in a nightclub at three in the morning? Um, but yeah, it doesn't excuse the fact of what's happened if it is in fact what happened. Um, I don't want to come out here and say word for word this is what happened because we don't know. Um, there'll be more details, I'm sure. But yeah, not a good look. And um, we're only a couple of days after the season, so we're off to a cracking start of the off season. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not too bad because um, I'd hate to see Josh Curran out of the game. Yeah, yeah a bit like um, Ryan Nixon, a mate, uh, or a friend of the podcast on the on the union side. People put guys, you've got the whole off season to misbehave. Don't waste it all in the first few days. Uh, yeah, on Twitter, which is yeah, <laughs> I mean, geez, all, it's a good the point. Season's barely over, and we're already uh, had all this. Up. I guess what well, we, we, we well is it is it is it better or worse than last year, where we had people that were basically by this time we already had several players smoking sm uh, snorting cocaine. Yeah, uh, that on um, social media. So are we? Are we trending up or down on misbehaviour um, straight off of grand final compared to last year? That's just standard league off-season stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just getting better at hiding the drug stuff. Um, they probably are still doing it, to be honest. Um, it's just they're not filming themselves and putting it on social media anymore. They've, they've learned that. Um, the NRL did a couple of sessions with them throughout the year um, <laughs> to explain social media is great um, for introducing fans um into the sport but you don't have to record everything so. and and also s selling products for people who sponsor you it's great for that sort of stuff put those on that other people yeah. have written for you and photos they've carefully curated for you but don't do your own stuff don't, don't. yeah <laughs> exactly but um yeah i'm sure there's going to be more news um developing as the week goes on so we'll obviously um most likely be talking about this again next week but i thought we just mention it. Um, we are going very long, which is what we do. But we had the Daily M's. Um, basically, the, um, just after we finished our show last week, the, the Daily M's got underway. I've got the list of all the winners, so I'll just run through them, Richie, and we can just discuss our thoughts on them. Um, Daily M medalist was Nico Hines. Captain of the year was Isaiah Yo. Rookie was Jeremiah Nanai. Coach was Todd Payton. Try of the year went to Scott Drinkwater. Tackle of the year went to Mitchell Moses. And then um, on the women's side of things, the NRLW Dallium was um, Racine McGregor. Uh, captain was Isabel Kelly. Rookie was Jesse Southwell. 
coach was John Strange, and then the try and tackle of the year both went to Taryn Aiken. Um, what's your thoughts on that? I know we have spoken about this already um, with Ruin Hammer last week, but um, what's your take on any of those? Any surprises? I was a bit surprised about Nico Hines, but um, all the rest, I think, kind of yeah. were what I thought were going to happen. I'm fine with Nico, Nico Hines. Um, I think I pretty much would agree with most of those. Try of the year, tackle of the years, you can always debate a little bit when you look back on all the contenders. Um, I, I would have thought that I would have thought you'd disagree with the NRLW DLM. Brad, I thought Millie, Millie for you. <laughs> Surely. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn because Millie's the greatest player, um, but Racy McGregor's a Kiwi. So yeah. um, it's good to see a Kiwi win it again. So, um, yeah, I, it's fine. Um, you know, the, these, these halfbacks always get the, get the laddie dars over props anyway so <laughs> kind of used to it um but yeah anything else you want to add to that before we move on no no go on mate. Cool. we'll go into the injuries um there was only one um bailey simmonson um i always butcher his last name apologies he suffered a shoulder injury during the grand final nothing too serious we're going to talk about the tackle that it happened in anyway because it was it's if the Dalians were a little bit later, that would be tackle of the year, I think. But um, it's nothing too serious, and he's going to be able to rehab it as he was not selected for the Kiwis. So he'll um, rehab it, and he'll be back for the Eels in round one next year. Mm. So, um, yeah, horrible time to get the injury, um, mm. though, Richie. Yep, yep, for sure. And we'll keep the Eels um, going with Naughty Boy. Hopefully in the middle of the season kind of thing, right? Horrible target injury at the end of the season when you've got to pay your off season to rehab it. Sure, it's, it's no, in, in the grand final, you know, you don't want to sour that memory of a, a historic loss for your team by getting injured. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we'll keep with the Eels once we're in Naughty Boy Corner because there's only one. I think it's the first time all year we've only had one person in Naughty Boy Corner. But Ryan Madison, um, he was cited for a crusher yeah, tackle. One game, I mean, come only on, one game. Yeah, come on, man. We had we had seven Simbins in one game only a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, Ryan Madison was cited for a crusher tackle in the grand final, and he was actually given the choice to take a four thousand dollar fine or a three match ban. Um, and this has got a lot of controversy. A lot of people upset. He's elected for the ban. He said, I'm going to keep my money and I'll have three weeks off. Um, a lot of people are unhappy with that, saying you should pay the money and not punish his team. Um, I don't mind what he's done. I looked at it and if I got told you were going to find me some money or I could take three weeks off work, um, I would take the three weeks off work myself. Um, he basically said he thought $4,000 was too much of a fine for what happened. I kind of agree. I, I felt like the crusher tackle that he was involved in, the player was backpedaling, and a lot of those this year have gone. They've kind of let them go. Um, and yet Simon said he would take the ban as well. Yeah. It seems silly to me. Um, do, and do, yeah. players, I mean, do players still get paid while they're banned? I mean, surely they should be, yeah. should be banned. Yeah, because... They um no they because they're only banned from playing so they're still going to trainings and stuff and it's that cliche you pay them to train they they play for free type deal. Um, I, I, I if I was the team I'd I'd find him 
for, for taking the ban. $4,000. <laughs> I think it, it's, I, it's, I don't recall another time where you've been given the choice. They've either fined you or they've banned you. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, um, yeah, most people, um, it's, yeah. I don't know. And the way, because of the rules they've done, the um, preseason games count. So he would, he could technically be ready for round one if they have three preseason games um, or be there round two. I feel like 90% of these crushes that get called for penalties are crap nowadays anyway. It's like teams cottoned on to the fact that it's something the refs were looking at a couple of years ago and train their ball runners to back into certain tackles and then hold their neck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the NRL just changes, uh, like Simon said, they just change the rules to suit what happens at the time. Um, but yeah, I thought $4,000 was a lot. When you see what some other people were getting fined for, for things that I thought looked a lot worse. And um, Jacko said 4K when you're on huge money is not a lot. The key to making money is not to keep giving it away though, Jacko. Um, so, you know, that's for 4K that can earn interest in the bank instead of going to the NRL. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm sure it won't be the last time we see the NRL decide to throw this, um, pick your poison, um, type situation out. And I would pretty much assume that most players would take the, uh, um, yeah, Jack is there and you gamble. I didn't say I have money, Jacko. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm sure most of the um, players would take the time off. Depending- hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Depending on the situation, if it was at a make-it-or-break-it part of the season, where you need to be out there, they would do the fine. But if it's start of the year where everyone's kind of on the playing field, yeah, I think they would go with the same option. But we'll crack on to it, Richie, because we're almost at, um, we're at half an hour already. Um, grand finals. We'll start with the NRLW. Uh, the Newcastle Knights defeated Eels 32-12. Um, I'll let you take over from there, but um, give us the rundown of what happened. All right. So, as you say, Knights 32, Eels 12. Brad was very happy because that's Brad's NRLW team, the Knights. was seven tries to two. Kiana Takarangi grabbed a double. Imanita Paki, Romy Taizel, Tamika Upton, Jesse Southwell, Yamsin Clydesdale all grabbed tries. 
two tries for the Eels, Brooke Anderson and Samoma Taufa. Uh 14-6 at halftime to the Knights. Um, and I think as we both sort of picked Brad and as as most people would have predicted, the Knights went on with the, with the job and, and got the win. They've been pretty dominant all year. The Eels only just sneaking into the finals off the back of one win and points differential. So I think for the Eels to to make it that far, it was a pretty pretty sound effort. But yeah, the Knights capped off a pretty dominant season. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great contest. Um, I thought the Eels put up a great fight, and uh, but they kind of ran out of puff towards the end. And um, with the Knights just being so strong. Uh, Feels like a broken record and a cliche now, but Millie Boyle, um, <laughs> she dominated the middle. Um, I know you guys all make fun of me thinking she's a great player, but you know she ran for 268 metres. Um, that was almost 100 metres more than the best at the Eels, which was Kennedy Cherrington, who ran for 175. Um, when she's hitting those big numbers, you know it's, it's easy to see why the Knights are being successful, but she doesn't do it on her own. Um, the, the rest of the pack just does so much. Um, and you could just see it. There was It was going to and froing, and then you saw the Knights just kind of went up a gear, and they just kept pushing and pushing, and that just flowed on to the back line. Um, the halves have been doing so well this year. Um, Jessie Southwell, you know, the rookie of the year, she's still, you know, 17. She might be 18 now. Um, mm. She plays very well in the halves. It's a tricky position for someone so young. Um to be throwing in there, but yeah, she took a hook, line, and sinker, and their back three were just dangerous. All three of them yep. scored. Um, Kiana Takarangi and Tamika Upton created so many opportunities for the Knights. Upton's just always in there getting her hands on the ball, and if she's not going to score, she's going to make sure someone else does. So mm. um, very uh, a great bounce back for the Knights. Um, we've talked a lot about Millie Boyle and Upton joining them, but they ended last season, which wasn't that long ago because they've played two seasons this year. They ended last season with zero wins, five losses, and bottom of the ladder. So to go from that to the next season winning um, with only one loss um, is a great turnaround. And, yeah, Upton and Boyle have helped, but um, it's just a great, great story, I guess. Um, but the Eels, they did well, I thought. They shocked everyone getting to the grand final, as you said. They snuck in to the finals on points differential. But I think they did themselves proud. Um, I always get her name wrong, but you said it, uh, Samaya Telfa. Samaya Telfa, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, she's um, led the side well. She's the captain. Mm. Um, she led the match with tackles as well. She made 40, scored a nice sneaky little try as well. Um, but, yeah, I think it was just a, four, a few poor defensive reads towards the back end um, of the second half kind of blew the game apart. Um, but I think you can expect them to um, build some confidence from this season and actually be a force in 2023. Um, but yeah, it was just a great contest. I think I saw um, from Simon earlier, um, or it might have been Jacko, saying it was a, a great game. It was, I think the NRLW has continued to deliver quality football. Um, mm. And I just can't wait till the Warriors have a side back in there again. Because um, yeah, it was just a fantastic game. Yeah, yes, it was. It was a nice, um, really nice appetite wetter for the next game, which which was the big one. Obviously, the Panthers doing what the Panthers do. Um, they get the 
they won the title 28 to 12 over the Eels. Five tries to two. Stephen Crichton, Brian Tuttle, Scott Sorensen, Brian Tuttle with the second, and Charlie Staines grabbing the Panthers five tries. Uh, Clint Gutherson and Jake Arthur going over late in this one to, to, to bring the score back a little, but um, Gutherson and Arthur scored in the 76th and 77th minute. So prior to that, pretty much the whole game was dominated by the Panthers, 18-0 at halftime. Just a typically suffocating sort of performance, I thought, Brad. Um, they they broke the shackles in the 10th minute with Crichton scoring, and it just seemed like the set after points, they'd just roll down the field, just keep the pressure on, and the Eels could do nothing. Yeah, I hate the Panthers, man. They're just too bloody oh, good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a dominant display. Um, and, yeah, talking about their what their, their sets after scoring. Um, I, I can't remember who it was. There was someone that did the stats, you know, like after scoring, they would do like the next set was 60. Then the one after that, it was 100. And then mm. it was, they were just all over the the eels. Um, they never looked in doubt. Um, showing that I'm not just biased with Millie Boyle, James Fisher-Harris and Moses Iota were aggressive in the middle. They were churning out the meters but they were also squashing the eels with the defense. Moses Leota mm. was a uh, hit merchant out there. Yeah. Um, he had me worried that he was going to miss the World Cup with some of those hits. But um, um, thought, yeah, great effort from them. And that it's it's just, it's a cliche, but it's true. It's just if those big boys in the middle um, do their job, it makes everyone else's job easier. And um, Cleary, I'll be controversial. I thought he was a bit quiet in this match but he he did everything that he was meant to do he just you know he wasn't out there scoring three tries i i had him at the tab for Dal- uh, for the clive churchill so he screwed the pooch on me on that one um <laughs> but yeah he piled on the pressure with bombs as well he, he had the back three of the eels um you know nervous all night but um you go to brian Tottle, um he was a monster um he ran for 299 metres, scored that double, and made three line breaks. But Dylan Edwards, the Clive Churchill medalist, um, he continued his stellar season. Great display, including that tackle that injured Bailey Simonson. Um, replicating Scott Sattler's tackle on Toddy Byrne um, in 2003. Yeah. What you know, a tackle. Simonson was going down the sideline, and, and Dylan Edwards did what needed to be done and got him. And... Um, yeah, hard to fault anything from the Panthers. They did miss 34 tackles, but they t- got the tackles that counted, hence the scoreline. Um, so, you know, when their goal line defense, and basically they were able to keep the Eels out of their half. Um, so they might have missed a few tackles here and there, but they got the ones that counted, which is all that counts. Um, and I guess you could say they may have switched off mentally at the back end of the game. Um, letting those two tries from the Eels come in, but the game was well and truly over. Mm. So you can kind of give a bit of leeway there. Um, But the Eels, um, I thought, to their credit, I think they showed they were here to play in the first 10 minutes. Um, But once the Panthers started scoring, um, they never looked like they could get back into the fight. Um, They missed 48 tackles and made 12 errors, which did not help them. Um, But they were just beaten by a better side. Um, Disappointing for the Eels, and I've said it all year. Um, this was the Eels' last chance. 
I believe, to win a premiership for some time. Um, I'm going to stick with that. Um, the key players that they're, they're losing um, are going to leave a massive hole in the squad. But to be honest, I didn't expect them to make the grand final this year. So who really knows what will happen in 2023? But um, congrats to getting getting there. I've, I've supported teams that have made the grand final and had uh, not the best showing. Um, it's disappointing, but it's at least you got there, I guess. That is probably not the right attitude, but um, yeah, it's just against this Panthers team, it's kind of hard to fault anyone for losing right now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. They're just, especially this time of year, the past three years, they've they've conditioned themselves to this time of year. And and you mentioned you thought Clary was a bit quiet. I don't think he needed to be anything more than what he was because just they're there as a, he, as he a, did. As a he, unit. He did. They're just Yeah. Anyway. I needed I needed that TAB bit. <laughs> well, I don't mean to blow my own trumpet, Brad, but on Ruin Hammer last week, I believe I, I said Dylan Edwards would win Clive Churchill. So if you just listen to me, your TAB balance might be a bit healthier. Yeah, I know. Um, and I see uh, I see Rob's here as well, and he said the Eels can't win next year either. At best, they can lose to us in the grand final. I'll take um, that. Yeah, I'd take that too, um, Rob. But, yeah, I thought it was a great, great performance by the Panthers. Um it's just, yeah, hopefully they have some competition next year. But um, anything else you want to add before we move on, Richie? Uh, no, no, mate. Let's move on. All right. So we'll move go on. to the Panthers. Yeah, um, the final results of the finals tipping, if Paul can bring it up. Um, we already knew who was going to win. Um, it was all about who was going to be uh, last. Um, so Richie got one out of one this week. He picked the Panthers. I got zero out of one. I picked the Eels. And Simon got one out of one. He picked the Panthers as well. So Richard took out the final series, um, was seven out of nine. He only got two games wrong. And then Simon and myself are both um, on three out of nine. And I've just picked them because of the alphabet. So um, thank you, parents, for naming me a B. Controversial. Um, controversial but i will take it um so yeah disappointing for me and simon there we kind of talked about it before we went live richie that you know if you get a couple wrong in that first round you're kind of making some risky calls the rest just trying to catch up which didn't didn't help me and i will always make excuses when i don't do well um but i will be very um vocal when i win which will probably tie into a question later on um but yeah fantastic again well done on winning the final series and um hopefully next season someone can win both the regular and the final season together instead of switching like we've been doing yeah but um that's it we'll go into questions any questions from anyone paul sure okay so i mean so waxing lyrical about the uh the, the, the panthers now with um, uh, sort of winning four finals over the, the last couple of weeks and their developments and set aside and all this kind of stuff. Uh, is next season essentially who loses to the Panthers in the final? I think they lose a couple of pretty key players. 
um, Fuliami Kikau and in particular Epi Corosau, I think, does a lot of great work in the spine, getting the big boys rolling forward. I know Brad loves the Panthers big boys, but I think he plays a pretty massive role. Um, so maybe not necessarily who loses to the Panthers. I mean, you never you never know what can happen, but I think they'll still be very much up there. Yeah, I think it's fair to say they go into 2023 as favourites to win again, um, just due to the, the history. Um, but yeah, losing Kakao, losing Coruscant, they're, they're, they are massive losses. Um, but, you know, we, we've seen this team come out there and win with Sean O'Sullivan in the halves. Um, no disrespect to Sean O'Sullivan, but, um, you know, if you can do that... I'm sure they'll find other players that can fill in. And that's why that development or that theoretically there should be players in that New South Wales cup team that just won that are ready to step up to the next level. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what Rob say. He said the production lines are ready. They've already got the next cacao and Coruscant ready to go. Yeah, I'll be there or thereabouts for a long time. And I think that's what you see. You can't always guarantee they're going to win it. But because you know things happen, but um, they should always be in the conversation. They're they're now, you know, they're with the the storm, you know, where the storm, they might not win it, but you're always going to say they have a chance. The roosters, for the most part, as well, um, they they're always teams that uh, you're like, I don't know if they're going to go all the way, but they're definitely one of the three or four teams that have the potential um, before the season even starts. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. Um, I I want. I think I might pick the Panthers as my new Dragons team next year. Spoilers for for season four. Um, Panthers might be my hated team. Something like this might actually. Now, as you were talking about the Dragons so much before, I got your little dragon picture. Um, so yeah, just looking at some of the outright winners on the TAB for twenty twenty three. Look, the Warriors down there at uh, um, forty six dollars. Um, which, uh, <laughs> I think maybe put your uh, money on it. Put your money on it, guys. Warriors. Um, so uh, we are the so, one. Yes. We are the one. So. Um. <laughs> so the comment in the chat earlier about them losing to the Warriors next year. So yes, um, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, look, um, Rooster. Yeah, as you say, Panthers, Roosters, Storm, the three at the top there. Um, is uh, the three that you kind of already mentioned. Uh, it's unsurprising there. The Eels uh, in already down to fourth, even though they made it this year. Um, on, uh, on 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 that one. So, um, but look, at least the Warriors aren't um, like the Dolphins at fifty six dollars, or or West Tigers at fifty one dollars. It could it could be worse, folks. Definitely. And um, yeah, Rob's saying that he hopes Uncle Ivan eventually gets sick of winning premierships and comes home to get us one. Yeah, how many premierships can you win before you want a challenge? Um, that that's how you gotta you gotta talk in. What's better than being the the first coach to win a premiership with uh, a Warriors, uh, a Dolphins? You know that's kind of the draw for those teams. Um, and yeah, Mike said the one New Zealand Warriors. We are the one. That is what it is. Well, um, um, Ivan, Ivan was involved with two grand finals for us. One as a player, one as a coach. He just had to leave us before he started winning them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Jacko's also said Panthers are losing their two assistant coaches, which everyone seems to overlook. Yeah, that's a big loss, but you remember they also went into this season after losing Trent Barrett as an assistant, and they did okay. Um, I'd say they did better than Trent Barrett. Um, 
so it, but it is it's all that stuff behind the scenes plays an integral part as well um so we will see um but your question um for me we'll, we'll go with that because that okay. kind of flows into yeah. this anyway yes so we're not really moving on from the panthers quite yet um so a fair bit's been made of the post grand final celebrations from the panthers and apparently lacking class and humility so just wanted to know your thoughts on some of the aftermath from the from the celebrations i i personally don't like it but i feel very hypocritical because i know how much of a sore winner i can be <laughs> um, so um i was looking forward to something like uh, oh yeah brad mr mr gracious in in in, in winning here I, no. i'm looking forward to see his interview oh, wow okay um, i was shocked yeah i'm i'm very i'm not very gracious in defeat and i'm very bad at winning um so i feel very hypocritical here i it's you know I think it, it adds it adds fuel, I think, for other players. You see the, the Panthers carrying on like children because they are children, um, most of them. Um, that gives you more fuel going, I want to make sure that they don't get to do that next year. Um, so that's what I, I, I don't – I know some people are going out and, you know, ripping them. I personally don't like it, but I didn't win it. So, you know, I have no say in how they decide to celebrate, um, you know. I'd much rather hear that they're being, you know, um, lacking humility in doing that than going out and getting into bar fights. Um, you know, so it could be worse. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, and Jacko's kind of saying, it's kind of what I, um, Panthers have no humility or class at all, but they don't care. It is what it is. Yeah, um, I yeah, they don't have class or humility, but they know that they can win. So... Mm. that's yeah it's the only way you're going to see it stop you know we had the same conversation last year when they did the same thing so you know this is what's going to happen when they win so you don't want to see it make sure that your team wins um i don't know um so yeah i don't like it but i'm not sitting here with a, a picket saying they they can't do it they can celebrate however they want as long as they're not breaking the law mm. um doesn't mean that we have to like it yeah, I also kind of think that after they win, they're on on a bender all night, and then you throw yeah. cameras in their face and microphones in front of their face uh, when they're in that sort of state. What do you expect? You, yeah, you're going to get some funny statements. Um, still, you'd love to see Luai get a smack in the chop. Say, I don't advocate violence, but um, yeah. No, I was talking off air with That's some friends. Yeah, about um, Luai. I personally don't like him. I think he's, um, you know, an entitled prick. Um, and players like that learnt um, to show some respect because back in the old days, those types of players got punched in the face when they were running their mouth. You're not allowed to do that anymore. So you do see players like that do get to be a bit more um, thing. I think I talked about it at home, said we've all played with players like that. They have all the talent in the world and they know it and they like to tell everyone about it every waking second. Um, but they always got put down a peg or two by um, one of the big boys. Um, but you can't see that anymore. Um, mm. Yeah. Not advocating violence, but um, 
you know, if a you know, NRL player wants to just, you know, take a sim bin, um, just give him one. You give him one, he'll never do it again. It's the golden yeah. rule. Um, oh, I'd love that, yeah. Problem is, he's got Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris to back him up. So if you go do it, make sure you're quick and you can get away from those two. Fair enough. But yeah, that's it. Um, my question for you. World Cup is next. Um, we can forget about the Panthers now. Um, we've started seeing the team list coming out. Who do you think will be the biggest surprise of the tournament? Um, we'll obviously do a show about the World Cup at some point soon. Um, mm. Has to be soon because it's not that far away. Yeah. But um, yeah, what's uh, who? Which team do you think will be the biggest surprise of the tournament? Um, obviously, most World Cups you're looking at Australia, Kiwis, probably next tier down in England. But we saw last World Cup the emergence of Tonga. But I think with the players that have been choosing their heritage countries over countries like Australia, I think Samoa might be the the big surprise package this tournament. Um, some really amazing players have put their hands up, and I think they've got a pretty complete squad now. Um, I think they might come out and surprise England in their first game of, of the tournament, and I think they'll definitely get to the to – the, um, to the finals and from there look out yeah i'm gonna steal your your one i know you are biased with samoa um yeah. <laughs> but i think um we're expecting we're expecting the kiwis the kangaroos england and tonga to do well in this world cup samoa was never in the conversation until we see that team they've got they've got a a, a very good team now um so i think they should do some some surprising and they could be the tonga of this world cup mm. where they go a lot further than anyone predicted um so yeah it'd be great great for the game um as long as as long as they don't affect the the kiwis campaign um yeah. it, it should be great um but i feel like it's going to be the first world cup in some time where you legitimately have um you know four or five teams that could do it because yeah um Rob's mentioned Papua New Guinea is a dark horse. We haven't even talked about them. Mark Roberts mm-hmm. has said Aussie's team looks kind of weak. I think, yeah, I think it's the weakest Australian team we've seen for some time, but you can never rule them out because of the quality players they do have in there. But it's definitely a weaker team than normal because they, um, yeah, all their players want to play for the island teams now, which I know they all hate right now, but I think it's great. Um, for the overall commitment of the World Cup, making international um, rugby league what it meant to be. And yeah, Mikey Mitchell said the Reggae Warriors dark horse. It'd be a great story. You know, we need a cool runnings too. Um, so <laughs> the, the Jamaican team going all the way in the Rugby League World Cup would be a great story. And Jacko said the Kiwis Aussie semi final will be a bash up. Whoever wins will go into the final bruised and battered. That is going to be a, a big factor. The way it's worked, it will be if everything goes well, it will be New Zealand, Australia in the semi. And yeah, the team that will end up against the winner of that in the final, you'd think would have an advantage due to the fact that they're going to batter and bruise everybody. But hopefully the Kiwis are on top of that. And yet Simon said that Italy might be a, a dark horse too. Yeah, you don't know. Um, but we don't have long to wait. So um, 
any more questions before we move on from anyone, Paul? That I missed? No, no, but I do think we just named every single team that the competition has been dark horses. So uh, yeah, so well, I, no, I we, didn't, we didn't say Lebanon. Um, <laughs> Lebanon, Lebanon aren't going to be a dark horse. So um, we'll go into overseas rugby league and the World Cup now. So the Lee Centurions have sealed their return to the Super League with a forty-four to twelve win over Batley in the um, Betfred Championship Grand Final. They won all but oh, they won. 26 of the 27 matches this year. Um, but I saw Simon mentioned earlier about the Super League um, making changes. I missed it. Um, I think Simon... Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, so they're doing... Uh, they're going to be removing promotion relegation um, in time, replacing with a system where teams um, will be graded as A grade or B grade. Um, a grade not to be relegated to second division. Not really sure how it's going to work out, but we know on here I've been a long advocate of not liking promotion relegation due to what we've just seen here where um, Lee basically annihilated everyone in the second division and have gone back up. And um, Toulouse, you know, were the whipping boys in the top um, in their first year and have been sent back down. Um, so, yeah, anything to change it would be good. Um, but we'll go World Cup now. Um, I haven't got a lot on here because I want to do a World Cup show separately. But um, Channel 3, I think Simon mentioned earlier, but Channel 3 are going to have delayed coverage of all the New Zealand fixtures. I know for sure. I assume they're going to have delayed for the finals, similar to what they did with the Rugby Union um, World Cup that Spark had last time. Um, there was a thing showing the times. The times aren't too bad for the New Zealand games. They're like 7.30 in the morning. Um, now that I understand how time zones work after <laughs> daylight savings. Um, but the Kiwis are playing 6 a.m. on Sunday against Leeds in a warm-up for the World Cup. And Thomas Lulawai, um mm. will be joining the Kiwis and leading them out for his final ever match before joining Michael Maguire in the coach's box for the World Cup. What's your take on the Kiwis having this little warm-up against Leeds and Thomas Lulawai getting a, a call-up for the one game? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty decent idea to have a wee warm-up prior to World Cup and uh, nice for Tommy Lulawai as well, a, a legend of the New Zealand Rugby League scene. So nice, be a nice wee send-off for him. Uh, be pretty stoked for him to get to, to run out there with the boys and be sent off like that. After after not um, winning a comp to send him off, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's great to see him go that way, and he's it's it'd be great for him to be in the coach's box because I know he's going into coaching with Wigan, so um, he, to go in and do some coaching stuff with the Kiwis will be great. Mm. And um, yeah, Simon said the Kiwis game um, will be on the Sky Sports YouTube channel called Sky Sports Next. I did see that um, on an email. And yeah, he said he was meant to say Leeds Rhinos instead of Friday because it is it's six a.m. Sunday morning. So if you want to watch it, six a.m. on you'll find it on YouTube six a.m. Sunday morning. Mm. Um, but that's all I really had um, on that stuff. So we'll talk about next week now, Richie. So um, obviously there's there's no games to really talk about. We'll obviously cover what happened in the Kiwis defeating of Leeds. I'd assume. Don't want to disrespect Leeds, but. It's, it's a game, the Kiwis against Leeds, so they should win it. Um, but So next week will be our standoff awards night. We did it last year. 
Um, so we, we may, thought we may as well bring it out and repeat it. Um, we'll be awarding our yearly awards as well as looking back at our preseason predictions, um, which I, I've already started on the graphics, Richie, and it doesn't look that great. It makes you no. look really good. Oh. You've actually done quite well in the predictions. Um, oh, good. I've, I've done horrible. Um, but, yeah, we'll, it'll be a great night to discuss how right or wrong we were at the start of the season. Some of the awards that we give out, um, we've got Player of the Year, Most Improved Player, Most Improved Team, Worst Haircut, and Best Facial Hair. I think I'm in contention for both of those awards. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, and then, yeah, we'll obviously have to start talking about what we're going to do for the World Cup because um, we haven't really discussed that yet. But I assume the week after that we might do a World Cup preview or something of that nature because the World Cup starts the 13th. Yeah. It, it, actually, it starts next week. So we might have to um, do a, a World Cup preview slash awards night next week. I don't know. We'll discuss it and we can let you guys know on the social medias when we figure it out. Um, but anything else you want to add before we go, Richie? Um, no, not really. Uh, it's nice to finish the NRL season. We can stop talking about the Panthers mostly, although I'm sure we'll we'll be dishing out a couple of awards for some of their players next week. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, thanks for the chat, everybody. Oh, yes, and we're, we are also joining Ruin Hammer tomorrow night. Um for their grand final review and a look into the World Cup with them. So um, tune in at the really late time. Um, yes, Paul again. Um, it's a difference when they pay and you don't, you know. We, we've got to pay the rent somehow. Um, I What time? It'll be 10 o'clock, won't it, Richie? We got the timings wrong. Yeah, um, I believe last so. Last week because of daylight savings. So 10 o'clock New Zealand time on their page on Facebook. So if you're interested, go check us out there. Uh, the... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Are you going to say something now, Paul? I'm going to say, if, if you fancy, if you want me to pay these guys for what they do, um, <laughs> then uh, become a supporter of uh, New Zealand Sport Radio, patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio, uh, and then maybe I can uh, buy these kind of coffee once a year um, if, uh, if, if enough of you uh, do chip in. So uh, do um, head over there. And uh, also, uh, I'm looking at doing, I want to get the guys on to do a, a show only for supporters. That will be their worst or most disliked uh, Warriors team of all time. So um, uh, get get onto that one. I know they did the best Warriors team of all time on Ruin Hammer, but hey, we we we, we want to drag things down as well and do do, do the down and dirty, not just keep it all positive. So um, do uh, do become a supporter of uh, NZ Sports Radio. Yeah, we're going to burn our bridges so we can guarantee almost no Warriors will ever want to be on our show by um, ripping them a new <laughs> one by picking the worst team. Um, but yeah. Thank you all for joining us tonight and uh, for your weekly update on Rugby League. Tune into the show next week on APM here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Paul, for your help in the back. And cheers for joining me again, Richie. And good night, everyone. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 